live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. We are off to the races, ladies and gentlemen. Another one for the archives as we live in these crazy times. Wow. Global pandemic, economic shutdown, global collapse. Is that what's happening right now in front of us? I am so very stoked to have this man on. Similar to all of our guests we've tried to have on. They're very well researched and they're like assassins with their knowledge. Champ, how are you doing today? UFC Hall of Famer joining me as always. Is that me? No, I, he froze <laughs> up, I guess it looks like. Uh, Patrick. Yeah, I think. <laughs> well, author, researcher, Oxford scholar Joseph P. Farrell is taking a little bit of time out of his busy schedule. Uh, he's a, an author of a great many books. You can check him out at GizaDeathStar.com, as well as a very, very informative and extensive uh, YouTube channel, which is Giza Death Star as well. Is that correct, sir? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Jo- Joseph P. Farrell is joining us today. How are we doing, my friend? Pretty good. How are you doing, Jeffrey? Well, you know, like I said, it's a <laughs> rather unique time to be alive, I have to say. Um, trying to make sense of it. You know, I, uh, as a history guy, you've seen kind of these kind of, not necessarily exactly like this, but kind of civilizations and, and collapses come and go, and you always read about them in history books, and sometimes we romanticize them. But to be living through something like this is just uh, amazing. You know what I mean? It's never happened before. What are your thoughts? Well, I have to be honest. Um, I'm of two minds of this, and I, and most of it's media hype. And when I say that, I don't mean to belittle anybody who's suffered through it. You know, there's right. there have been some really bad, bad cases of this thing. So I'm not trying to belittle that. Sure. But I saw a statistic today that so far there have been about 14,000 some and a few odd deaths from this thing out of a world population of 7 billion so run the percentages, and it's several decimal places. Of, well, you know, so I guess I a fraction. Yeah, yeah, a fraction of one percent. So pandemic, you know, this thing is not. So we have to we have to ask ourselves. Well, what then is this really about? Yeah. So my my question of like I've asked all of our guests, do you see the our reaction matching the threat? And it sounds like your answer is a is a negative. Well, the reaction seems to me to be overblown. I mean, this business of shutting everything down uh, to get control of it. I I suspect that that's part of the agenda, but to be honest with you, I suspect that there are several others. Right. At the top of my list, I I just uh, did an interview with Catherine Austin Fitz about three hours. I was going to ask you about that because I heard it already, yeah. Yeah, well... You know, we basically came to the conclusion that target number one of this thing was China. And for the reason of largely the Silk Road and, and China's growing yes. aggressive yes. Yeah, on the world stage. And the the problem is, if you go to Asia, basically nobody trusts the Chinese government. And you can't blame them. You know, this is, this is an unreconstructed communist government. But... The, the Silk Road project has been kind of the emerging geopolitical theme of the last decade. And the way I view it, to a certain extent, Jeffrey, is that this thing is going to 
I think, set China's Silk Road project back at least a decade. And another consequence geopolitically, and we've seen this already happen, is Vladimir Putin shut down Russia's borders very early on. He was almost the first out of the gate. He yes. was out of the gate with that before President Trump. And the way we look at it is that part of this perhaps was to force Russia to choose between China or hmm. the West. And it's very interesting that just within the last couple days, we've seen Mr. Putin authorize eight eight, mind you, medical mobile brigades to send aid to Italy. Eight brigades, you know, that, that's four divisions of, of medical that's equipment and so on. Yeah, that's a lot. So, you know, it looks to me like they may have they may have chosen Europe, but the other part of this is if China's the target of this operation, which it appears to me that it is, then Russia's going to have to go ahead with their version of the Silk Road, which they were doing anyway, and this is going to drive Russia into, you know, right into the hands of Japan. And, and just for people who don't know, it's, you know, we've talked about this extensively on the show, the one belt, one road policy, it's not just necessarily a road, it is a it's a physical road, it's a rail system, it is a maritime route right. which stretches all around the Yellow Sea where they're building the bases, all the way around to Sri Lanka and into Africa, and, uh, you know, right. there was a whole history of Sri Lanka and the bases there, whatever. But, yeah, this is this is big time stuff. This is what this is what Zbigniew Brzezinski wrote about the grand chessboard and trying to right. keep anybody rising in Eurasia, not just Europe or Asia, but the whole area of Eurasia. They're trying to keep this any growth of any superpower down. And like you said, China's on the move. Yes. Right. And this this is definitely going to set them back. Um, so that was target number one. And the way we look at it, too, you know, um, there's there's any number of proposals out there. There's there's three basic theories, as far as I can tell, on the internet, that this was number one either a Chinese operation. I don't think that's the case. Although I do think Xi has responded in such a way that really cost his government a lot of moral capital in the rest of the world, and he also used it as kind of a crisis of opportunity, as far as I can tell, to get rid of some internal political opposition. Uh, the second way to view it was that this is uh, somehow a, a, an operation of, of what I like to call Mr. Globaloney, uh, you know, <laughs> targeting China to, to, to get, you know, targeting China. But also, uh, I think there was a certain anti-Trump aspect to this thing. But the problem there is it's looking to me like you're dealing with another kind of 9-11 case of a penetrated operation here because mm. his, re his response is, on the one hand, over the top, but at the same time, like Xi, he seems to be using this as kind of a crisis of opportunity. There's been a very strange um, sucking of the air out of all these other stories. I mean, all all of the stuff we were going through in the last three years, this is suddenly cleared off the table. All the discussion that we've heard from different states about secession, you know, California, Virginia, Oregon, this is cleared off the table. All gone. And it's all gone. Yeah, it's all gone. And now we're hearing all of this business about bailouts and so on. So objective number two, it looks to me, and it kind of appears this way to Catherine Fitz as well, that that we're dealing with with some something to distract people for a financial reset. 
Yeah, that's the term we hear sort. a lot. The reset, the reset. Yeah. And, I, and we're going to get into it, but I think it's going to be it's going to be political. It's going to be economic. It's going to be social. Right. But yeah, continue. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. Well, you know, the reset part of it, uh, you're probably familiar with with the story that just today the New York Stock Exchange suspended last week all human trading on the floor and began complete electronic trading today. And to me, you know, you couple this this with the the rise of high frequency trading, the dark pools and so on that we've seen rise in the last 20 to 30 years in, in the commodities and equities and securities markets. This means that they're able literally within nanoseconds to execute massive amounts of trade and shift the ownership of whole sectors of of you know necessary equities and industries so you know who knows what's going to end up at the end of the trading day today but they're able to do it like that right and then leave all, all the rest of us kind of catching up to see what was done so i think yeah. this is this is problem number 2 with this whole operation is they're using this as a distraction to get other things done well, and as we see these elements, like I said, social, politically, economic, for me, and I'm not near as smart, I'm not an economist, but even your layperson is seeing well, through. I'm not either. Well, you've done a lot more research on this, but it seems to me every element, every recipe or ingredient for economic and social collapse is here. From, they're flooding the, flooding the economy with trillions of dollars. People are out of work. They're going to say they're going to give you $1,000, but that's not going to be worth anything, and places are going to be closed anyway. We're going to have social unrest, which is going to necessitate more lockdown um it's it just seems like every every base is covered for a potential for just really really bad stuff from an economic standpoint alone this could do this but it seems like there's just every level of uh is there i mean what are your thoughts on on the uh i mean even just the economy the economic part of it the almost global collapse the economy was already the global economy was already in the toilet they start pumping all this money in. what about hyperinflation here in the united states well, I think the problem, the real problem is, and, and uh, Catherine and I discussed this, the real problem is they're going to get themselves into a simultaneous inflationary, deflationary spiral. Because the other problem is we've seen this, this rush on the dollar, a, a, a problem of dollar liquidity. And, you know, that, that bodes very ill. And the other, the other thing about this reset is I think there's something else going on economically that we have to pay attention to. And this is the, uh, for want of a better expression, this is the underground economy. Uh, shortly after this whole self-quarantine meme got started in this country, there were massive amounts, hundreds of arrests of cartel people in this country. Right. So it looks to me like Trump is taking this as a crisis of opportunity to roll up some of those networks. And, you know, the, the signal that this was coming was his executive order of a couple of years ago where he uh, promulgated <clears throat> that order that anybody involved in human trafficking can have their assets seized. And I think we're just looking at the cusp of this. And the other interesting sure thing, so. pardon me? I sure hope so. Well, I do too. You know, this, this has happened already and there have been some more arrests. But again, the interesting thing here, uh, Pat, is that 
we're watching this story suck the air out of all of the other stories. Right. So it's very difficult, you know, to track all of this. Right. But I do think that's in the cards. We've we've been hearing now that the, the Department of Justice wants to suspend habeas corpus and also to extend the statute of limitations. I was going to ask and you about I, that. Didn't they already have that with the declaration of emergency from, from 9-11 and the NDAA and all of that? Why do they need yeah. – they were already able to disappear people. Why are they asking this, to do it? You know, Jay, it's not a military, right? It's a, uh, the separation between the two. Right. This, That's, yeah. This, yeah, this, this declaration gives him some sweeping powers if he wants to use them. Uh, but I suspect again that this this is the signal that this may have been an op designed to uh, delay somehow all of those indictments that we've been hearing about for the past couple of years. I think the number is now over fifty thousand. It's some astronomical number that, yeah. that's out there. And if if those things were ready to to you know, be rolled out or unsealed. This is the perfect way to table all of that. Mm. So I suspect that this this operation has several facets and a little bit of it's some infighting going on, you know, with Mr. Globaloni and, and uh, the Trump administration and like-minded uh, politics in Europe and so on. So there's a lot to this thing, you know. It's, yeah. it's, well, we're I mean, reading tea leaves, gentlemen. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you, you look, so, look at how this was kind of planned, you know, the CDC in 2017 expanding their power for quarantining. You got the yep. event 201 with Bill Gates in New York yep. in October of 2019. So you know this has been on their map. Well, this has been on their map, and I find it highly unusual that after this thing gets started, Bill Gates all of a sudden resigns. <laughs> you know, his position, yeah, his position's in microsoft and berkshire hathaway right you know, this is this is warren buffett's outfit and again you know it's very strange that buffett always seems to show up in in these stage plays you know he was there at offutt air force base along with brett scowcroft and a bunch of other people during 9-11 you know so so this guy, there's something going on here. So I, I you know, yeah. I'm looking at this whole thing, and there, there, what this is about is not about the coronavirus. Yes. This, this, yes. I'm, I'm. Thank you. Convinced. Thank you. Well, and even Kat, I'm to sorry, have an Oxford PhD, to, to have an Oxford PhD say that, right. you know, I was at the, I was at the grocery store, and there's people working at the grocery <clears throat> store that, you know, were talking to me, going, "Hey, man." This is what I think it is. And they were saying the same thing. It's it's sweeping across the country that people are finally figuring this out, going, wait a minute, man, here's the deal. This thing has been around for months. I don't care what anybody says. It's yep. been around in the United States for months. People mm -hmm. have been getting it. And it's so far globally, globally killed 15,000 people after months of it happening, October probably, yep. or maybe even before. So 15,000 deaths when the flu kills half a million people a year, but yet they're making us stay home and shutting down the global economy. This is not about a pandemic at all. This is Clearly. absolutely about global collapse and reset. And now you, I want to get your ideas on this, uh, uh, Dr. Farrell. I have said since Trump got elected, pre-Trump, when he started to run, he would hint every great once in a while that he wanted to kill the Federal Reserve. He's mm -hmm. hinted a couple more times, sporadically. And mm -hmm. I still think that that's the only thing, that's the only thing as a president, if he's actually a white hat and who he says he is, 
is the mm -hmm. only thing he can do to literally save this country and save the save the citizens. Well, let me let me give you three thoughts here, Pat. Um, number one, a week ago, I, I grocery shop about every two weeks because grocery shopping is my least favorite thing in the entire world <laughs> to do. <laughs> so I I decided to go out and do my two weeks worth of grocery shopping, and I thought, well, you know, this is all hype and it's not going to be that crazy. So I go to the grocery store, and it's like fighting the battle of the Somme all over again. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, and I was the British, you know, I, I was the guy having to go over the top and charge the German trenches. But anyway. Uh, I'm standing in line for an hour and I'm listening to people talk and my experience was exactly your, the same as yours. These people in the lines were not responding to the hysteria being generated by the media. They were responding out of out of cynicism right. of to the government and, and to various institutions. That's that's the basis of their response and it kind of blew me away. Uh, the second thing that I think we have to look at here is Trump. Uh, you know, I've I had to hold my nose and vote for the man. You know, I couldn't vote for the opposition party's candidate. Right. But but Trump um, said something very interesting just this week that ties in with your Federal Reserve idea, possibly. And that is, if the government's going to bail out you know, these companies like Boeing and so on and so forth, Trump made it clear he wants an equity stake for the government in those companies mm, with yeah. no buyback option, and he specified that. So in yeah. other words, if we go in and buy a stake in, in Boeing in return for bailout money, I suspect his real target there is the Federal Reserve. Because if we're going to have the taxpayers giving all of this money again, the federal again, and the Federal Reserve is going to buy it out, I think what he just signals is we want an equity stake in the Federal Reserve, which basically would nationalize the bank and make it, you know, a front for the for the U.S. Treasury. So right. that may be that may be in the cards. I you know I don't know. Um, I, I have that's no fascinating. Idea. That's fascinating. What well, and as we know, and you know. These guys, you know, as we kind of are just reacting right now, moment to moment, a lot of people just taking care of basic necessities, you know, whatever you right. want to call them, these the people, the architects of our society, they're thinking 10, 20, 30 years ahead. And I met, heard Catherine Austin Fitz mention, you know, the, the climate change thing is kind of getting played out. So now they need something else mm -hmm. to facilitate this reset. And when I say this reset, it's not just about you know, the changing economy, but moving, you know, the Internet of Things, these smart grids, you know, the technocracy mm -hmm. that we talk about, which is a reset mm -hmm. is beyond our understanding, moving from a energy based economy to a resource based economy. is very similar to China. What are your thoughts on mm -hmm. that? From resource well, I, to energy, a resource based yeah. economy to energy. I apologize. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a possibility. Uh, and what makes me think that, again, is that uh, President Trump has also, you know, he's a, he's a very interesting man. He loves to send signals. And he's very masterful at the way he does this. He tosses out something, and the media, like a bunch of puppies, goes and chases the ball while he does something else over here that he wants to get done. So, But he's been very masterful in the sense of sending little signals and messages. And one of the things that he's said on various occasions repeatedly is that we have technology you wouldn't believe and just wait till you see it. Hmm. So in other words, there's the possibility that all of this is 
you know, being used to clear the noise out of the news cycle and get people's attention focused so that if if and when they decide to come out with some big announcement regarding currency or new technologies or whatever, people's attention will be focused. Pardon me? Or massive arrests. Or massive arrests, yeah. And again, this is another part of the story that is not, as far as I can tell, capturing any of the lamestream corporate-controlled media's attention, is that these arrests are still going on. So, you know, something something does appear to be up. And, yeah. you know, there's, a, there's another factor to consider here is that the, mo- the most uh, outbreaks that we've seen appear to be statistically concentrated in areas of the country that are, are definitely in the blue column. And, you know, this, this again to me is very, very suspicious that this thing, this thing is orchestrated somehow. And it is so, yeah. very interesting. It is very interesting also that, and this is no lie. You go check it for yourself. It is actual. Uh, I looked at both maps. The supposed indictment map, where the most indictments yes. are in those states, when you lay it over the top of the most uh, coronavirus cases, yes. it literally matches. And I look. It could be coincidence. It's but I went. Whoa. This is this is pretty bizarre. Yeah, it is. Some, it's very something bizarre. Something else that I noticed. Something else that I noticed today, which this was a little alarming to me, was Governor Cuomo was talking today, doing a press conference, and he just, he would nonchalantly said, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. I'm sure my daughter's not not feeling real good about this, but she's stuck with me for months now. And I went, wait a minute, months? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's not something I wanted to hear. Well, I mean, even if this no, is some kind of like you know purge of of the bad guys, man, why are they throwing the baby out with the bathwater? This is hurting a lot of people. If, but like you said, right. Doctor, there's a lot of layers to this, and that's what we've said. There's a lot of spokes on this wheel. So, but it's just unfortunate yes. that you know the, the the kind of whatever. It's just going to hurt a lot of people if this is. War has well, collateral I, damage if that's the case. I, I right? guess so. Well, I guess so. As, as an objective, you know, if we look at this as op again, I think it is. You know, it depends on whose op it is. But you know, I'm still I'm still putting most of my money that Mr. Globaloney cooked this up. Uh, is that you creep? Is that you creeping if, out on your twig of of high octane I'm speculation creep, like yes, you do? I'm creeping creeping out on the end of the twig of high octane speculation, but. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I do that by nature, but, but anyway, uh, I do suspect that it had as one of its goals to squeeze the middle class yet again, Yes, which it's certainly doing. And it's not just in this country, Canada, Germany, France, Italy, you know, everywhere where you have a functioning middle class, it's squeezing them the worst. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not, um, lucky enough to to be someone like me that works from home this this really isn't a change in my lifestyle but it certainly is affecting those you know teachers doctors lawyers uh you know the whole gamut mechanics bartenders bartenders right here (laughs) mechanics and so on so you know you've got people that are in a squeeze well let me ask you this is a question first question from a viewer and you might have addressed some of this. What will happen to all the mortgage slash credit card debt, student loan debt? Are we talking about debt forgiveness or will be rolled into this new system so a lot of people will have to start out in debt in the new system? Well, the sensible thing to do is, 
let's put it this way. Uh, I wrote a book years ago called Babylon's Banksters. Yes, you did. And it was about the Babylonian financial system. And it was it was really kind of a two-track system because they had two kinds of currency. And one kind of currency was uh, a currency that was basically based upon the surplus of the state warehouse. In other words, it was debt-free money. And the other type of currency was that they would exchange their bills of credit and so on and monetize debt. Now, we have been living in this country since the, the rise of the Federal Reserve with a currency system that was, again, a two-track system. You had circulating silver certificates, gold certificates, and treasury notes, which were debt-free money. And then you had Federal Reserve notes. And those are now the only thing in circulation. So Americans have no idea of an economic system where the currency is not monetized debt. And we're now faced with, since the 2008 bailouts, we're now faced with derivatives on the books that are in excess. The last figure I saw was about $17 quadrillion. That's several times the gross domestic product of the entire planet. Seven so quadrillions. Quadrillions. What I what I saw was uh, between seven hundred and one point seven hundred and one point five. Well, one point five quadrillion. Well, it but, could be even more. Right. You know? But my point is, is there's so much debt sloshing around in the system that there is quiet talk of you know a jubilee, just a plain and simple debt <clears throat> forgiveness. But again. We have no experience of this in modern history. We have to go all the right. way back to ancient Sumer and Babylon, where mm. we have these regular jubilees where all the debt is just simply canceled. But it's interesting that we're already hearing little whispers of this in the sense that, you know, they've decided to delay the income tax until July. Uh, they've decided... Uh, perhaps to delay student interest, student loan interest payments, and so on and so forth, which is a partial measure, but it would be a way for for them to beta test things on a small scale to see how that works. Yeah. The other thing that I think we're looking at, you know, and I mentioned this to Catherine, um, she thinks that this is being used to drive a a push to a cashless society to digital yes. currencies which yeah. again i do not think is is in the cards because so many people i'm i'm old-fashioned i've got to have that physical medium of exchange be it dollar notes or whatever right um it's interesting that that Utah is one of the states in the in the union that has created its own bullion depository, like Texas. But now Utah has come out with a little certificate called Goldbacks, and it's they're electroplated with minute amounts of gold, and they're trying to introduce this as kind of a local currency. Well, it's very interesting that one of the places they decided to introduce this was Hong Kong. In the, hmm. in the numismatic markets in Hong Kong. Wow. So you can go to Hong Kong and buy Utah goldbacks, you know, on, on the coin collection markets in Hong Kong. 
So, you know, that's another little signal to me that they're beta testing all sorts of stuff on a small, very small scale. But, you know, where it's going to go, I don't know. Well, I, we're running out on time, and I got the three points I wanted. You just kind of brought something up there, and I, we've talked about this even before this happened. Like normal, like whatever we call it, symmetrical war, this is bad PR. It just looks bad. It has to, well, doesn't have to be, but we're just seeing more and more uh, emergence of asymmetrical warfare, whether it's cyber or this kind of stuff. Do you think, I mean, not to get into who did this or whatever, but could you see this as a possible means of asymmetrical warfare? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely it is. Absolutely, it is. Um, just just geopolitically, what we're watching happen is kind of breathtaking, because as a result of this, China is is being increasingly geopolitically isolated. The talk of people about how China has handled this is is very negative, and it's negative even in China. You know, the growing so, anti-Chinese sentiment. Almost after nine eleven, yeah. I was living in Chicago. They were beating up Sikhs, thinking they were Muslims. Yeah. And I'm seeing online now people are Japanese people are being beat up, Korean people are being beat up, thinking they're Chinese, which is just you know. Right. Um, and, and so which wouldn't make sense. To, it wouldn't make sense to beat up Chinese people either. Well, of course well, not. No, I'm just you know, no, it's, I'm... Not, it's not their fault, you know. <laughs> right. I'm not advocating um, you know, that. And yet. the other the other part of this that makes me think it's an op, absolutely, is shortly after this outbreak began, you had the arrest of Dr. Lieber, you know, the chairman of the Harvard yeah. chemistry department. Right. Because of his involvement in Wuhan in creating uh, you know, nano technology and linking it to viruses and so on and so forth. He had a direct tie to the Chinese university there in Wuhan. All these and he was arrested. Yeah, all these stories, like you something said, they're just sucking. A, the, yeah. Something is, something is, a, is a foot there, definitely. Yeah, but absolutely. Well, you, well, week, they, weeks ago, I'm sorry, go ahead, Pat. I was just going to say that, you know, we're seeing a lot of uh, footage, troop movements in the United States, but I also got footage earlier today that there's a lot of troop movement, a lot of heavy machinery, military equipment being moved around Germany right now. And, Europe, yeah. You know that that, oh, well, that just what we just, need is for the Germans to be involved, in. right? So I'm just a tad, <laughs> a, a tad nervous that that you know this is not uh, just going on in our country. Obviously, people are moving moving equipment and getting people ready to do something. I don't know if that's to lock down their own citizens and keep things calm, or if that's potentially in history. We know when there's financial issues, financial collapse, things of this magnitude. Generally, it's followed by a pretty major conflict. Yeah, um, you know, I I've seen these these troop movements too, and part of me tries to cling to the optimistic idea that well, they're just they're just positioning these assets in in uh, potential trouble spots to prevent looting. But what I've seen is massive amounts of tanks and so on, heavy equipment. Tanks, yeah, right. heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah, tanks. So, you know, um, again, you can perhaps explain this as heavy equipment's being returned from Europe or wherever. So well, Again, going I back to the recipe of collapse, I don't know if you've heard, the Philadelphia Police Department says they're not going to arrest people. They're releasing prisoners. Montana, L.A., St. Louis, they're all releasing prisoners and telling also people on the beat, we're not going to arrest for this or this or this. Why would you say that publicly? I just wouldn't even know. But that's just another one of those spokes on the wheel that's mm -hmm. making me thinking, man, they are really – this is a del deliberate reset, collapse, and they're, they're leaving no stone unturned. Yeah, yeah. It, it to me looks like they have planned this out for this this reset business, but what I don't think they expected, and and, and again I 
I'm kind of mystified by this. I don't think they expected the Trump administration to respond as it did, nor to respond as quickly as it did. And it's been very interesting to watch the circus in these these press conferences of who gets to talk. Yeah. Because for a while it was Dr. Fauci and Dr. Bricks. Well, it turns out it's coming out now that they have ties to this whole Ukrainian Burisma business. And they're, by the way, no longer talking, you know. So um, whatever this is, whatever is going on here, it's a battle royale. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I really, I really do think that that you know, I, I, to clarify where I'm coming from for people here, when when Trump came down the escalator, there was no doubt in my mind, and I said so at the time, that he was a deep state candidate just as much as Hillary Clinton was, but that his uh, backing was an entirely different faction. Mm. of that deep state. So the way I look at it, you know, let's let's recall that President Trump at one time in his life was very closely associated with the original swamp creature, as I like to call him, Roy Cohn. Mm. And, you know, Roy Cohn was chief counsel to Senator McCarthy. He was part of that McCarthy-Kennedy forestall nexus and here sits donald trump and squat in the middle of mm. you know of that nexus so this is the way i look at it too is that this whole business with trump is a long-term manifestation of some real factional infighting that's been going on in this country yeah. since the end of world war ii and that's the other factor to you know that in my opinion you have to factor in all of this there is a real struggle a real tug of war going on behind who gets to be at the top when all of the when the music stops and you you find your chair so to speak <laughs> uh, this goes good jeff, analogy that goes jeff with with jeff that goes with your mafia family versus mafia family yeah, war that's been going sure. on bingo so bingo. you know that, that falls right in line with what you've been saying all along for sure bingo. for sure i mean they're all kind of gangsters yeah, this... but it's about fighting for territory essentially or you know it's a, it's yeah, a smaller scale analogy, but yeah, it's just global gangster stuff, really. Right. That that's precisely the way I viewed all of this myself. Um, you know, there's there's basically one one country on the world scene that's not playing that game and is is adamant in in rejecting the the tenets of globalism, and that's Russia. That's why they hate Putin so much. <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be a very very interesting several uh, weeks time months with, yeah. Several, it, it could, well, look, this this coronavirus, I'm of the opinion, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm of the opinion that they have hyped this up so much that they cannot afford to keep this thing going for very long because mm. people are going to get tired of it very quickly. When the numbers just don't <laughs> add up, right, because it's not. When most, the numbers mostly, just don't add up. Even your lay person is seeing that, not just people who do shows like these or go deep down these rabbit holes, but like your <laughs> normal person is literally like, this This doesn't add up at all. But before we let you slide, right. you know, it, when, even after 2008, like you said, the quadrillions in derivatives, collateralized debt obligations, all of that stuff, you, weeks ago, before this had even popped off, you had a video about the eminent uh, implosion of Deutsche Bank. So this was almost yes. inevitable. Did they expedite it? Did this change the nature of that? Talk to me about that. Yeah, the reset was almost about Deutsche Bank it's, for months. It seemed months. like the listen, reset was it listen, seemed like the reset guys, was coming, but this this expedited it. I, I've got to tell you a story. 
and and this this is just again the this story I the latest development I just found out a few minutes before we started recording. But a few days ago, someone sent me a story about the Kreditanstalt uh, für Wiederaufbau Bank in Germany. This was a bank that was started after World War II to aid in the reconstruction of, of Germany. And the bank is therefore owned by the German government, although it is a normal credit and commerce type of bank, okay? But it's own, it's it's like the German government would own Commerce Bank. In other words, this is a very large bank, but it is owned by the government. Well, the story came out that Credit Anstalt was going to float an issuance of about 600 billion euros to tide things over during this coronavirus story. And I thought, whoa, well, that's interesting, because what it effectively meant was that the German government was bypassing the European Central Bank and its own central bank, the Bundesbank, and was going to do this unilaterally. So in other words, to the EU, <laughs> okay? And then just today, I get an email from Catherine Fitz, who was talking to the person that shared the story with me, and I passed it along to her that she has been trying to find the story, the original person has been trying to find the story, and I've been trying to find the story, and it's completely scrubbed. What? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So whatever's going on in the banking system in Germany, uh, it it bodes ill for for the European system. It bodes <clears throat> ill for, for Deutsche Bank, certainly. Uh, and well, quite Rex uh, Brexit was a was uh, uh, a fatal blow to the to the European Union too, don't you think? Oh, I, Brexit was a fatal blow, and I'll tell you why. And I, I'll tell you one of the things that I think it was all about. And and again, this was an observation of Catherine Fitz, and I think she's absolutely one hundred percent spot on, because Britain being in the EU and you know Germany basically driving the EU. One of the things I think it was all about was the British tax havens, the Jersey Islands, the Channel Islands, and all of those tax havens that Britain We're has had point. set up for years. And the last thing they wanted was for, for the EU and the Germans to get their hands on those things. So I think Brexit was in part about safeguarding all of those financial networks that the city of London had set up you know, during the course of the British Empire that wow. are absolutely essential if you want to launder lots of money you know that's where you do it and they did not want the eu getting their hands on that i think that's part of what's hovering in the background with that right. whole story wow the rabbit hole you, goes deep my friend yeah <laughs> very <when> deep you, <laughs> yeah when you what uh when we go back to and and i wanted to jump in there and i didn't have a chance but as far as being overblown, the coronavirus being overblown, we know that hospitals are being overloaded. We know that people are working overtime. We know that, that doctors and nurses are absolutely exhausted because there is a massive amount of people who are pouring into hospitals right now. But there has also been panic driven by the media, and now they're testing for it. And anyone with a cough, anyone feeling as sick as I did in January when my lungs were two bowls of soup, and I was having uh, massive uh, shaking and shivering and 
convulsing type, uh, I mean, symptoms, this is going to happen to hospitals. There, you know, most people are going, oh my God, this is, this is the, this is the end. I've got to get to the hospital, and and they're pouring in. You know, pretty much my entire family had the same thing, and uh, my entire production crew, from uh, the guys that do sh I, I do shows with, mm -hmm. um, a lot of guys uh, got sick, and and a lot of people started mentioning the other night when we were doing a broadcast, and I started talking about it. Literally, uh, person after person after person said, "Oh my God, I had it too. I had it too. I had it too." This was very severe upper respiratory infection, and so you know. I can understand why people, after the, all the hysteria that the media has driven, are yes. rushing hospitals now. Yes. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. It's. It is being driven by the media, and I'll tell you something else that is suspicious about all this. And again, Catherine and I uh, discussed this at length, and we get the impression that the story is being used to cover a multitude of distinct medical phenomena. In other words, what we're looking at may not be just coronavirus hmm. because there is that 5G connection. Italy has it, and that's where you have concentrations of it. China had it, in, and particularly in the Wuhan hmm. province. And again, that's, that's what you're seeing there. So we think that there may be other mechanisms at work here that are being blamed on coronavirus. Interesting. It's very want, interesting yeah. that you mentioned that because it's very interesting that you mentioned that because uh, and people can find it. I'll look and post a video of a, of a, a very well-respected scientist who knows the history of pandemics and also knows the history of the release of new technologies mm -hmm. such as uh, when satellites were launched where when uh -huh. the radar systems were put out, all of this uh -huh. stuff coincides. Interestingly yes. enough, the, hum the human the human population being bombarded with a new um, a new technology, and all of a sudden everybody getting sick. Now, yes. look, people can say I'm crazy, but the timeline is no, correct. <laughs> if you go back and look at right, if you go back and look at all the years when this technology was released. It actually is correct. I'll tell AM you, AM radio, FM I'll, radio, all this I'll stuff. I'll tell you, Pat, you're on to something. And the reason I think that you are is if you go back a few years, remember the stories of birds in Tennessee dropping, or Idaho yeah, dropping, dropping yeah. out of the sky all at right. once in, in flight. And we were told that they showed symptoms of what appeared to be some sort of sudden onset bird flu. Right. Now, flus don't activate in <laughs> less than an hour and, and wipe out. kill a flock flying by, right? Right. However, you do get electromagnetic signatures or electromagnetically induced things like this that will reflect or mimic the symptoms of flu like things. Mm -hmm. So right. in other words, I do not discount, let's go back to the arrest of Charles Lieber. This was precisely the type of work that he was involved in. This was t precisely the type of work that Jeffrey Epstein was trying to fund. What? Both, both yeah, through, I didn't know both, that. Right. Both through Harvard and MIT. Yeah. So in other words, 
again, we may be looking at something that is not, and this is why I bring it up, because the vector of this disease in terms of its transmission, particularly since the Chinese have obfuscated how this thing began, it is not clear. It is not clear. Right, and you right. have these tests that are there returning. There is no patient zero. There is no patient zero. There is zero. no patient zero. So we don't know what the exact vector of this dang thing is. There, there is an article from some Chinese periodical that said, um, and I don't know how the veracity of it, but it was like uh, 5G begins in Wuhan. Yeah. I, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So this could be in part an electro, a bioelectrical uh, warfare type of scenario that we're in. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that an Oxford PhD didn't call me crazy and call me a tinfoil hat wearer when I brought. Listen, I've been called far worse things than crazy, <laughs> you know, and and I I, I I don't particularly care, but uh, you know I tell people all the time I'm a hack from South Dakota. All I do is what everybody else is doing. I'm reading the news and I'm trying to connect dots. That's all I'm doing. So, you know, Oxford PhD has nothing to do with it. But, you know, these stories have been out there. Right. And right. I think it's important for people to understand, particularly if they start digging into the the biological and, and immunological effects of all of this electromagnetic soup we're in, particularly in terms of some of the research that was done during the Cold War and the Soviet Union with this type of stuff, which was... Absolutely some of the most advanced research that was being done at the time in this type of warfare. And, you know, rest assured, the Russians didn't just quit doing it simply because the Soviet Union collapsed. You know, that's absurd. So wow. I, I do think that we're looking at the possibility that this story is being used, so to speak, to cover a multitude of sins <laughs> uh, because because we're not we're not given any clear picture of of how this disease originated yeah. we're not even clear on how it spreads uh you know and the other thing about it is it could be symptom you could be having the disease and not be symptomatic you know this is the other thing about it it seems to affect certain target populations genetic specific bioweapons yeah, it's a genetic well, and that, that, that's why I also found odd uh, with with the incubation period. You could be asymptomatic for two weeks and be spreading it, but Trump and Pence are like, "Don't come in and get tested unless you're showing symptoms." Well, you could have been right. spreading it for the last two weeks, and then you go. I mean, that just seems kind of counterintuitive. Well, it, it is and it isn't. You don't get tested for a disease unless you have it. In other words, if you suspect you have cancer, then your doctor will test you for it. Uh, you can't test everybody for everything. You right. know, this is this is the problem. But um, in this case, we could be we could be looking at a disease that remains dormant until it gets into certain electromagnetic yes. environmental conditions. Oh. That's that you know, it's right. like starting a turn on virus now. You know, uh, so you know. Well, and viruses are vi viruses are toxic cells excreting. Uh, RNA and DNA right. uh, with proteins tied to it, right? So, right. what's making the cell go haywire? That's that's where the yeah. that's where that's the 5G and the radar right. and all the other stuff come in. Wow, right. that is like advanced, yeah. advanced, like you said, advanced bioweapon. And like I can't even think. Yes. Of, I mean, that's just insane. But like you said, they've been doing the research on it forever. Wow, Pat, I know well, you've got several blogs on my website about this whole concept, and and uh, maybe. Somebody... 
somebody I'm sent just, me a... I'm just, I'm just going to say this. I apologize, but for some, maybe it takes getting punched in the head for 20 years to figure this shit out, Jeff. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's the recipe. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Well, yeah, you know, it's again, I go back to to my experience fighting the Battle of the Somme in the grocery store, uh, that most of, the, <laughs> most of the people in the line that I was listening to were, were responding not out of fear, not out of panic, not out of response to the media. They were responding out of cynicism right. to, to the whole thing and, and to, to their lack of trust in government institutions. I mean, this government has lied so many times yes. over, you know, ever since Kennedy was shot, uh, you know, and, and I'm of that generation. So, you know, I have about just that much yeah. trust in anything. anything we we use the term tells. frequently. It's mass Stockholm syndrome that we have going on. Yeah. Everyone's just, yeah. you know, thankful that their abuser still beats the shit out of them. But I know uh, Pat's got to <laughs> run. And, and, hey, listen, if you don't mind, sir, this is, you know, we're going to be home for a while. So, you know, a few weeks down the line, a month and a half down the line, I would love to get kind of a postmortem, even not a postmortem, just to update on what's going on, the direction of these things, because as you said, yeah. so many other things are going on behind, beyond this or underneath this whole virus thing. So if you could come back uh, soon, that would be great sure. if not ladies sure, and gentlemen i mean this is the man is a big brain he's being a little modest on how big his brain is but it's awesome giza get giza death star.com go on youtube check out giza death star just volumes and volumes and volumes of information although yeah say that slowly for everybody say giza death star.com or giza death star on youtube it's his youtube channel dr farrell he's an oxford phd he is not dumb he is <laughs> <laughs> i can't thank you enough for your time sir Thanks a lot, Jeffrey. Thanks for having me back on YouTube. And if you could put Thank in a good sir. word with uh, Catherine Austin Fitz, that'd be great. I've been a huge fan of her forever. Well, send me send me an email, and I'll just pass it along to her. Perfect. I appreciate that. All right, take Thank care, you. guys. Peace and so much love. Stay tuned. There will always be more.